Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Good day, good friends. Thank you for joining us again on the Bill Press Pod. Well, here we go again. Whether it's re-electing an existing member, electing a new member, or filling a vacancy, all 435 seats in the House of Representatives are up this year. I know it's impossible to keep track of all of them, but occasionally I plan to tell you about a few House races that I think are worth your attention and support. We start today with a very important one. It's Maryland's third district, an open seat with the early retirement of Congressman John Sarbanes, and running for that open seat is former Capitol Hill police officer Harry Dunn. You've probably heard his story. You've no doubt seen him on TV. Harry Dunn was on the job on January 6th, guarding the Capitol when it was stormed by Trump supporters, and he was one of those officers who put their lives on the line defending the Capitol. Harry Dunn's since resigned from the police force, but now he wants to return to the U.S. Capitol wearing a different uniform, that of a United States congressman. Boy, I gotta tell you how great that would be. I can't think of any greater rebuke to Donald Trump than seeing one of those police officers who defended democracy on January 6th stand up and defend democracy on the floor of the House of Representatives. Officer Harry Dunn, Welcome to the Bill Press Pod. Thank you for taking time out to join us. No, thank you for having me. I'm delighted to talk with you, my friend. Well, you know, Harry, uh, I remember so well your powerful testimony in front of the January 6th committee. But let's start with January 6th, just in case not all of our listeners heard your story. Uh, tell us again briefly, where were you on January 6th and what happened? So, you know, I'm a member, well, former member as of end of December, former member of the United States Capitol Police. To be specific, the unit that I served on was called the First Responders Unit. And we're responsible for providing exterior security um, around the actual Capitol building, not necessarily the entire complex, because the complex is rather large, but it's specifically yeah. around the Capitol comp, the building itself. Um, so I think over my you know 15 plus year career, I don't think it would be an exaggeration to say I've provided security to over a thousand protests, prob- probably more. Um, yeah. Well, so, you know, that that's, you know, the, in, in January 6th, what the expectation was prior to the violence breaking out was that it was going to be a large First Amendment uh, display, um, which we've seen several times at the Capitol to include the Million Man March, the Million Moms March, the March for Our Lives. Hell, the KKK came to the Capitol for a First Amendment march. Um, all those things are protected speech. So it doesn't matter necessarily the event mm-hmm. uh, or the, the cause. They Everybody has a right to do it. And that's what our job as Capitol Police officers is to provide a safe environment. Well, one, for members of Congress to, pr- to fulfill 
their um, constitutional responsibilities and also for the American citizens to be able to express their constitutional rights um, of First Amendment rights. So January 6th, we, it was just another thought that this was going to be another, you know, First Amendment protest that protest, right. we saw that that's not what happened that day. And uh, were you uh, so you were on the west side of the Capitol? So throughout that day, I was all over the place um, yeah. because there was a lot of calls for help, calls for backup. I started my day um, before the violence broke out on the east side uh, of the Capitol, mm -hmm. and I responded to the west side where the um, original breach of the cap, excuse me, of the breach of the police line um, took place. And I just responded over there to assist in any way possible. And a lot of my assistance came in the form of um, assisting other officers who had been, you know, hit with bear spray, um, pepper spray. Um, physically assaulted with flagpoles, batons, um, stolen police shields. It was just assisting in that capacity so those officers could get back and get up into the fight. Were you physically, personally physically attacked? No, I got a couple um, back splashes of um, pepper spray, uh, bear spray. Mm -hmm. I got a couple, but I, I was physically, you know, maybe a shove here and there, but nothing um on the level that some of my coworkers sustained in, you know, I, I, I'd be remiss every single time I get this opportunity to talk to anybody who will listen. I have to acknowledge the bravery for the men and women um, of the Capitol police that day. And also uh, the men and women of the metropolitan police department who came in and, you know, saved the country um, just as much as capital, the Capitol police did. So I got to give them their, um, their flowers. Uh, absolutely. You you did testify how you were verbally attacked uh, by many of those um, many members of that mob. Yeah. Yeah. They, they um, well, outside of the, the racial, you know, slurs and epithets that I was, you know, subjected to me and several other other co-workers of mine. Um, I, I will make it clear, though, I don't believe that January 6th was about race. Um, there were enough of my white colleagues who got the crap beat out of them. So I don't necessarily yeah. believe it was, you mm -hmm. know, driven by race, but there were a lot of racist people there and they made sure that we knew it. But also outside of that, there were a lot of individuals who just called the police officers traitors and that we broke our oath to, you know, to this country. And um, that's hurtful too, because a lot of people that I work, that I used to work with, um, take that very seriously, that oath. I mean, that's that's what it's about. It's not about my political beliefs. It's not about, you know, theirs. Their, it's about the, the institution that we're protecting. So calling us oath breakers, um, that, that was a very hurtful thing. Even though, you know, we know it's not true, but to just have it hurled at you like that by a bunch of entitled individuals. So... Um, it was, it was, it sucked. So what's your reaction when you hear these people now referred to as patriots? Yeah, it kind of takes, it, it, it diminishes the word actual patriots. Um, you know, so when somebody says, you know, you're a real patriot or you and your colleagues are the real patriots, it sucks that we have to d differentiate between real and fake ones. Um, it, it just sucks that that's where we are in this country. I just believe that we did the right thing at the right time for the right reason. Um, and that's what it's about for me. And, and what do you think of those politicians? I don't have to name names. You know who they are. 
who call these people who've been, many have been pled guilty, have been convicted yeah. of assaulting police officers. And they call these politicians in Congress today who call them patriots. You know, I, I don't pay much attention to them because I think all of those parroted talking points, the ones that you just mentioned, they stem from one individual and that's Donald Trump. So I, I clearly haven't hid my feelings about how I feel about the former president, but he has such a a grip over a particular faction of the Republican Party. Um, we can't we can't uh, be dismissive of it like it doesn't exist with just a few people. It's a large um, audience, but um, that's one of the reasons what that's lead me to running um, because it's so important. The the combatant to that is truth, and we need to continue to saturate Congress. I believe with truth tellers and that are individuals willing to stand up and fight back and push back against the, um, the rhetoric that they tried to use. Why did you, uh, before I get to that, uh, so what about Donald Trump's actions on January 6th? Or lack you, of, lack or, of. <laughs> yeah, lack of. Do you think had he spoken out earlier that he might have been able to make a difference? Yeah, just, and yes, I do. And that 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 answer comes from, the, the previous statements that he has made. And it was, it was a call to action. It seemed, when pe when he speaks, people listen. Um, it, it, that's just the God's honest truth. He, 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 he talks, people listen, just like the stand back and stand by um, the, the infamous thing that he said during one of the debates with um, uh, secretary Clinton at the time. Um, people listen to him. And um, finally, when he did, put out the tweet, you know, about go home or whatever. It showed that people left and went home. Yeah. Yeah. When he said, we'll remember this day and we love you, right? Yeah, yeah. exactly. So 15 years as a Capitol Police officer, and I know myself being around the Capitol so much, the great work that you guys do. Why did you decide to leave the force? Um, You know, I didn't. I didn't see my career taking this trajectory. And this is not the, the, the departure that I had in mind. Um, however, it wasn't good terms. Like, let's, let's make that clear. It wasn't, wasn't forced out. I wasn't, you know, pushed out, but it's very important to acknowledge that. I don't think that we, we, anybody that cares and loves, cares about and loves this country has the, the luxury, so to speak, to sit back and wait to see how things are going to play out with the next election, with the next year, the next two years, the next four years. Um, we have a lot at stake right now. And, you know, the way that we have been governing for my entire life and the, the country's existence, I believe, is on the line. And I think that it's so important for people to stand up and recognize that, hey, this time next year, we may we may be living in a total different form of government as we know it. Uh, Donald Trump said it himself that he wants to be a dictator only on the first day though. But I mean, you know, at what point do we we not take those words seriously? And um, I think it's important for all of us to all of us who, like I said, who care about this institution, this country, the constitution to stand up and fight for it. And it is definitely worth fighting for and it cannot wait. So that's one of the reasons I devoted all this time um, to standing up because I love my country. And, um, you know, you, you, you just outlined, I think, the reasons why 
you want to go back to Capitol Hill wearing a different uniform, right, next yeah. year. You'd like to be wearing the uniform and that badge of a, of a United States member of Congress. Um, that's So we know what's driving you to run for this office. What do you want to do when you get there? What are the things that the, I think, you know, people identify you so much with January 6th. What are the issues that you'd really like to, you know, work for, fight for? If you know, that's all, Congress? all interesting that, you know, people re recognize it because of January 6th. But one of the reasons that I was speaking out about January 6th, because I've always loved this country and I hated to see what happened. I was always engaged in politics. I cared about you know, the cost of health care. I cared about the rising of uh, taxes and, you know, what appeared to be an attack on the middle class. I've always uh, cared about those issues. So speaking out on January 6th, I don't think was difficult in the sense of it's necessary to speak out against. So it's so funny that, you know, people know me because of January 6th, but I've always mm -hmm. been passionate about this country. And, you know, I love this country. It's this point blank period. But I also realized that it has so much more potential that we have not yet lived up to. Congress is supposed to be a functional body and give the people hope and representation in the halls of Congress. And I, being there 15 years, I see the gridlock and the, the for lack of a better word, just childishness that, that goes on in the halls of Congress. And I just believe that it, it, it has too much potential to just say this is the status quo. Um, I do believe in, you know, a woman's right to choose. I believe in common sense gun reform. I want to get more legislation and more funding for mental health to reduce the stigma there. Uh, infrastructure, you know, it was great. You know, the things that the, the Democratic Party has seemed to have been doing regarding infrastructure. We do need to tackle. Inf inflation is definitely coming down, but, you know, individuals need to feel it more in their pocket. You know, I've learned that people want to feel they want stability and they want security. And that takes me to the, the, the rise in crime. Now, yes, major crimes are down, but, you know, people don't feel safe or secure in their neighborhoods. And no matter where you live, everybody has a right to that. So I think there's a lot of things that we can do. Um, going forward. But it starts with just simple decency, which has seemed to have been lost in in, in, in this Boy. world, so to speak. Boy, amen. So just so our uh, listeners can understand, uh, first, uh, you've got the primary, which is on May 14, correct? Yes, yes. May 14. Uh, and it's it's pretty much a Democratic district, Harry, right? Yeah, yeah it, uh, it is. It's, it's a it's, plus double-digit um, blue district. And um you know, so, I, I still don't take that for granted. You know, you still, when you win the prize, you still have to get people on board who don't necessarily right. didn't didn't support you in the primary. But so uh, the and the district is located between Washington D.C. and Baltimore, just so people can kind of see that on the map. But the first important, most important challenge, and if people really want to help out, uh, the way the. The time you need them right now is in the primary to win the primary, correct? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. definitely the, you know, and, and it's a crowded primary field. But, you know, all of us, I believe uh, us, meaning the people that are running, are doing it. You know, we we have our own reasons for running and we all have the same goal at the um at the end of the day. However, I think what we're in now is this strange moment in time that we haven't been faced with before. I mean, you literally, there's a question, not around the dinner table, there's a question before the courts right now that was asked, can the president send SEAL Team 6 to kill yeah. a political opponent? Yeah. 
that that's that's a dinner a question at the dinner table or at a bar or something, not a question before the courts. And these times that we're living in are very unprecedented. And um, I think it takes a special kind of person that realizes what's at stake. And, um, you know, I have proven, I believe over the last three years that I'm more than willing to stand up and be a voice for that, but I will continue to be. And to go back to your question that you asked about what things that I want to get done. Sure. Those are all the things that I want to do. Sure. But my focus is what the people want because that's what the job is. It's not about bringing your agenda to Congress. It's about giving the voice to a people in your district. Um, it's their government and you're just a representative representative of them. And that's the way I, I'm a public servant. I'm not a politician, but I've been a public servant my whole adult life. And that's the way I view the, the job of a, a, a competent member of Congress. So, so before we take a little break here, I, I do have to ask you this. I was surprised doing a little getting ready for our our, uh, our conversation today, Harry. Um, I figured you would be the first member of the Capitol Police, former member of the Capitol <laughs> Police, Force, to serve in Congress. Nope, that's nope. not true, right? That's not true, Mr. Harry Reid, uh, the former Senate Majority <laughs> Leader. Um, right. You know, rest in peace. Is uh was a former Capitol Police officer, so I, I, I would love to be able to the opportunity to fill, uh, um, you know, following his footsteps. You know, and I think he'd be proud to see you there too as well, Harry Reid, a great leader uh, and a great friend uh, uh, as well. Uh, we're going to take a quick break here on the Bill Press Bot. Bill, and we'll be back with our conversation with a former. Capitol Police Officer Harry Dunn, now candidate for Congress in Maryland's 3rd Congressional District. Quick break, and we'll be right back. Well, during this break, I just want to uh, maybe suggest that if you're as impressed as I am by Harry Dunn, uh, we can pitch in and give him some help. And the best way to do that is to go to actblue.com. It's very easy. Just go to actblue.com. Type in Harry Dunn, and you can send whatever amount of help you can his way. And now's the time to do it to help him in the primary on May 14. I encourage you to contribute and to help Harry Dunn to send a message to him that we're behind him, to send a message to law enforcement that we, in fact, do have their back, and to send a message to Donald Trump. What makes a life a good one? Is it the adventure you have or the friends you find along the way? Maybe it's pursuing your passion while striving to protect, defend, and save what you believe in every single day. So what makes a life a good one? In the Coast Guard, we think it's all of the above and more. But you'll have to find out for yourself. Visit GoCoastGuard.com to learn more. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. 
That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. And we're back with today's guest, honored to welcome to the Bill Press Pod, Harry Dunn, who is a former Capitol Hill police officer. Yes, he was there on January 6th. Yes, he has told the nation his story. And now he is a candidate for Congress in Maryland's third congressional district with a big, big primary coming up on May 14. Um, so I have to ask you, Harry, a lot of people are wondering about this. And I live very close to the Capitol. I walk down the mall almost every day. Uh, and every time I do, I wonder, is the Capitol any safer today than it was on January 6th? You know, I, I, you know, outside of me, just it's so funny. I get asked the questions about the interior workings of the, you know, the Capitol. And obviously, you know, knowing what I know, but, you know, I'm not I wasn't at the time read into all the decisions being made. You know, we had a I believe we have currently a very um, competent um, leadership now well, that that understands the threat that, hey, first of all, January 6th can happen, you know, because we saw it. I mean, if you would have asked me, you know, uh, uh, 30 minutes before January 6th happened, um, could anybody breach the Capitol? Absolutely not. Like, that that, that was my answer. Um, but we saw how that changed. So I think acknowledging that something is a realistic threat, um, that's the first step of fixing it so it doesn't happen again. Uh, secondly, outside of a, um, you know, let's just look at a police or over outnumbered in this country, um, police, law enforcement, military out by the average citizens in this country, um, 10 times over. So we need to like, we don't, we need to create an environment where people don't feel the need to have to go storm the Capitol. Um, and and that's I think what's obviously first and foremost. You know, you could put up fences, you could put up walls, you could reinforce the the police officers, the the national guard. Now, all those things I think are you know are have been addressed, and I think those um, capabilities are at the disposal now of um, you know the chief of capital police or you know the the leaders of the um, the sergeant at arms respective bodies of Congress. Mm-hmm. But I think, like I said, you could throw all these, you know, um, things in place to to safeguard it. But what ultimately I think what it takes is people feel don't feel the need that's to storm the damn Capitol, <laughs> to be blunt. Right. Exactly. So um, you you referenced this just a little bit earlier. I want to I want to circle back to it with you. Um, we are in 2024. Every every seat in the House of Representatives is up. I forget how many dozens of seats in the United States Senate, but also the presidency of the United States. And it looks like it's going to be a rematch of 2020 with Joe Biden versus Donald Trump. Um, you have spoken out about Donald Trump. What What do you feel? How do you see the prospect? How do you view the prospect? or the possibility of Donald Trump getting back in the Oval Office? You know what the biggest thing I see with him being the front runner? It's not so much him, right? It's there's an audience for him. He just doesn't get there just by being, you know, Donald Trump, right? There's an audience for him. There's an audience for him. And it's not minuscule. 
And we have to we have to acknowledge that. So does it say more about Donald Trump that he's the front runner, or does it say more about the country and the, the makeup of this country? You know, there's we're clearly polarized about some things. So we need to find the issues that actually unite us versus you know, like for example, in Congress now, I believe they, the 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 border security bill it has gained actually bipartisan support, and it looks like it's a good chance of it being passed. However, Donald Trump is urging people to vote against it. When that's like, wait a minute, we actually have an agreement where people actually agree on, and you're yeah. fo- you're focusing on the differences now instead of the things that actually unite us. Um, but going back to your question, I think that we need to acknowledge that an audience for Donald Trump does exist and we cannot be dismissive of them. And I think that's where it caused the, the, the tension of where we are in this country. People have gone too long without feeling that they have been heard, respected or represented. Do you see Donald Trump as a threat yes. to our democracy? Yes, I, I didn't even need you to finish the question. Um, like I said, he said it himself. And this isn't, like I said, this isn't just, you know, uh, uh, a left-wing talking point. Or He said himself, day one, he wants to be a dictator. Like, at, at, at what point, like I said, and he's making the arguments in court that he would have, he needs to have immunity to kill his assassinate with the SEAL Team 6 his political opponents. Like, that's before the court. Absolutely, it's a threat. Yeah, what more do we need to know, right? (laughs) (laughs) He's told us himself. Well, Harry Dunn, it's a great pleasure to talk to you. Thank you so much for your time here today on the the Bill Press Pod. Um, We will um, look forward to the day, Harry, when you are sworn in uh, as a member of the United States Congress, and we'll send you whatever help we can. Thank you, Bill. I really appreciate it. Harry Dunn for Congress.com. If anybody wants more information about the campaign, um, to donate, to, you know, we, I appreciate all the help and support. It really means a lot. And thank you for giving me the opportunity to come and talk to you and your listeners. Harry Dunn for Congress.com. Thanks, Harry. Talk to you again soon. Thanks, Bill. And that's it for today's podcast with former police officer Harry Dunn, now candidate for Congress in Maryland's 3rd Congressional District. Uh, So we'll give you the rest of the week off, folks. But please come back on Friday for your favorite part of the Bill Press Pod for Friday's Reporters Roundtable. We'll see you then, the next edition of the Bill Press Pod.